eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten wrong with you? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to that home daycare center, get to the one, the only Ryan Callahan. And Ryan, tell the good people of this podcast why we got another breaking news edition of this podcast. Well, we've said for a while now that we expected Tennessee to be much more active in the transfer portal coming out of spring practice, having having at least a handful of spots to fill. And here we are. Uh, finally, some, some activity on that front uh, after the, the commitment last month of Wesley Walker, a defensive back from, uh, from Nashville, one of his former Innsworth High School teammates, uh, Andre Turrentine, now is headed to Tennessee after just one year at Ohio State, a former four-star prospect uh, that, was, that was recruited by Tennessee's former staff uh, a, a good bit. Uh, but you know Tennessee was probably not Ohio State's main competition in that one, though. And he ended up leaving the state, going to Ohio State, and uh, was listed at safety on the roster there. We'll, we'll get into the you know exactly where he projects uh, a, a little bit uh, later, but but definitely uh, I think a nice pickup for Tennessee, uh, just a, a, a talented guy that uh, Tennessee simply couldn't pass up given the opportunity uh, and, and sort of where their depth and, and talent is overall at the at the safety and and nickel positions in particular, and just uh, you know I, I think a really nice addition. And, you know, we say a lot, you're looking for guys in the transfer portal who are ideally sure you want plug and play uh, types and, and time will tell if he is that for Tennessee or not. But at, at the very least, you want guys as much as possible who have multiple years of eligibility left. In his case, he just redshirted at Ohio State last year. So this is a guy who will come in as a redshirt freshman with four seasons left to play. So really nice pickup here for Tennessee, I think, and another former in-state prospect coming back home to Tennessee to finish his college career. That's a, uh, an interesting trend that we're seeing here. And, and we'll, we'll see if that continues with some, uh, you know, plenty of players obviously who've left the state in, in recent years, but this is a, uh, another nice pickup for Tennessee, I think from a former mid-state uh, native that, uh, that, that left the state uh, just, just last year really. And now is headed back to Tennessee. Yeah, Ryan, there's a lot to discuss with this young man. And first off, let me just apologize to everybody. I've got, a pretty good bug in my throat today. I don't, you know, it's not like COVID or anything. I just, just one of those allergy type things. So uh, I'm powering through it because we, we have got to do this. We're not going to skip uh, breaking news editions of this podcast. So just bear with me on my voice. But, but with, with Turrentine, Ryan, I think there's a few really interesting questions here. Um, 
But I, I think that at the end of the day, for reasons you just alluded to, this was something Tennessee had to do because you look at, okay, maybe what position does he play? Uh, okay, is that really one of Tennessee's biggest needs right now? Um, but when you are where Tennessee is and you want to get to where Tennessee wants to be, you need to improve your athleticism, your depth, your talent to do that. I think this kid checks all three of those boxes, and he's also an in-state kid when you're trying to you know, start the rebuild of your program from inside the state borders. So I, is it fair to say that it, there are some fair questions here and, and that we need to discuss those later on, but the bottom line is he helps your, your, your team get better, he helps your athleticism. He helps you on defense and special teams, and he's an in-state kid. Is that is that kind of is that fair to say that there might be some things to talk about? But at the end of the day, you just kind of have to do this. Yeah, I, I think so. I I think it's one of those cases where you you look at at what he ha- what he has shown on film, the potential that he has. You know, even in his little bit of playing time at Ohio State, you just see a lot of upside there. And there, I just don't think there are many guys as talented as him in Tennessee's secondary right now. So. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how things shake out when he gets on campus. But I, I think this is just one of those moves that upgrades your roster. As you said, he's an in-state guy, which I, I don't think that necessarily matters, except in the sense that it gave Tennessee an opportunity to get him. And, and a lot of times in the transfer portal, it's about what connections you have, what what uh, you know, what opportunities you have to get players who might want to come there. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, guys go in the transfer portal and they already know where they're going. So uh, that's what that's what Tennessee has found uh, found difficult in some cases, I think, is getting into the running for some of these guys when they already might have an idea of where they're going. And so you just can't go get anybody in the transfer portal. You sometimes have to have uh, a little bit of a relationship with someone that might help or whatever the case may be. So that's where being an in-state guy does help. You know, you've got Wesley Walker already coming to Tennessee that played with Andre Turrentine at Innsworth. You've got Tyler Barron who played with Andre Turrentine at Innsworth on Tennessee's roster. So connections like that certainly worked in Tennessee's favor with this one, I think. And, uh, and, and when a guy leaves the state like that, doesn't find an immediate chance to, to make an impact early in his college career, he's looking for somewhere he can go that can, that can give him an opportunity to play a little bit sooner. And certainly I think Tennessee has a, has a, a depth chart that even with some seniors at safety, even with some other options at nickel, I, I think there's, there's definitely an opportunity for him uh, more so than there was at Ohio state to, to make an Im- immediate impact. And it makes Tennessee better. It makes that situation more competitive at all those positions. And uh, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what Tennessee does with the, uh, with these new pieces being added in. But I think Wesley Walker and Andre Turrentine, very similar players in the types of roles that they might play for Tennessee uh, but but those two guys being added to the mix really makes that a, a much more competitive, much more talented group going into the season. And, and you know, we'll, we'll see who wins those starting jobs at those spots. But I think this makes it a much more competitive and therefore overall better situation for Tennessee at a position they really needed to upgrade. Yeah, you know, ask guys like uh, Cade Mays and others about, you know, Tennessee fans can feel a certain type of way about you when they feel like you're an in-state kid who should come to Tennessee and you go elsewhere. With that said, they will very, very quick, quickly welcome you back into the big orange bosom if you decide to come back home. Uh, they will forgive and forget that really quickly, and they will move on. So they will be happy, happy, happy to have you. And I didn't want to interrupt you earlier, but I, I thought you made a really good point there about the portal that I don't think a lot of people really understand, Ryan, which is that there are some people who go into the portal legitimately not knowing where they're going to go or what kind of options they might have. And the polite way to put that is dum-dums. They're dum-dums. If you don't know what kind of options might be out there for you, you don't have to know exactly where you're going to go, but if you don't have 
some feelers out there for people that you know what kind of uh, what kind of opportunities are going to be there for you, then you need to stay exactly where you are because you might be going down a level. You might be going to a place where you're going to you're going to think the grass was greener and the grass is turd brown. I mean, it, it can happen. So guys go to the portal and they don't. They usually have a pretty good idea where they're going to go. So I think a lot of people off the street, Ryan, are just just regular fans, even good fans who who don't follow this like stuff, just really really closely, or don't have like a you know a a friend who's in the business, or or they they know some high school football people or, or some college football people. They don't. I don't think a lot of them understand that dynamic, do they? I mean, I don't. I don't want to be rude because we're not geniuses, Ryan. We're idiots, but <laughs> this is what we do for a living, right? So we should know this. And a lot of times you go into the portal only when you have a good idea where you're going to go. Yeah. And we've seen some examples of the opposite, frankly, among some of Tennessee's uh, former players who, who are now or, or have recently entered the portal in, in the past couple of years. You know, there have been some guys who have gone in the portal and just sat there for a while and haven't found somewhere to go uh, Some in some cases at all. And in some cases, uh, it just took them a while to find a new home and they had to take a big step down uh, or go the junior college route or something like that. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the smart ones are, are, are the ones who use, you know, legal means to sort of reach out and and figure out what options would be out there. You know, it, it, it probably gives the appearance of tampering, but it, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> there are plenty of uh, easy ways for for people to reach out through intermediaries yeah, and, and say, hey, there are loopholes it, galore. Sure. Uh, high school coaches, things like that. It's really easy. There's frequent contact, obviously, between high school and college coaches. And uh, a former player might come up in a conversation. And sometimes it can be the high school do the high school coach doing the reaching out for uh, for for the college coach. So, yeah, plenty of ways to do it. Um, but, yeah, that you 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 do sort of gauge your options, I think, before you go in the portal a lot of times. And that does make it hard. So, so like when Tennessee has been looking for help at different positions, that's one of the things they've been battling against, I think, is, is finding guys who don't already have somewhere in mind. Or, uh, you know, I, I, I was talking to someone recently who said, you know, the first 12 to 24 hours are so critical mm-hmm. with guys in the portal. Because if you don't get a visit locked in sometimes in that first 12 to 24 hours, you're just out of it. Um, and so it's amazing. So, so, how basically quick- you're, so basically you're saying it's like uh, like A&E's first 48, but it's like, uh, you know, college football, like portal recruiting, the first 12. Yeah, it, Cause, it cause, really cause is. Because so if you don't solve it in the first twelve hours, you're just not you're you're just not in it. Right. So it's it's a fast moving thing, and a lot of times the the only way to solve that is to be to have a foot in the door from the very beginning. So uh, yeah, that's where this that's where being an in state kid definitely makes a difference. I think because Tennessee was was one of the places that came to mind when he thought about entering the portal, uh, even though they didn't necessarily finish runner up uh, coming out of high school. Uh, they, that was, that was a school he'd visited before and certainly had, you know, again, had some connections, some guys going to Tennessee, uh, that, that made it an interesting fit. And he, I think he knew the secondary still needed to be upgraded at Tennessee and, and, and saw an opportunity there. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out, but I think that connection definitely made a, made a difference. And, you know, again, we've talked about this with the transfer portal. Sometimes when you wait till after the spring to address spots, and that's just sort of the reality of the situation Tennessee was in, you're looking for guys who frankly, we're just not in position to play at their previous schools. And that makes it tough to find plug and play guys. Cause you've got to just find someone who was second or third on the depth chart at their school who you think, yeah, maybe he can come in and help us here, even though we don't know for sure based on what he's done in college so far. And that, so that that's sort of where Tennessee is going to be. I think with a lot of these post spring additions, not all of them, but certainly some of them. And, you know, Turrentine, I think is one of those guys where you look at him, he's maybe like a, 
a Brandon Turnage or Kamal Haddon type where you can't guarantee that he's going to come in and start right away. But I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity to come in and carve out a role for himself because you think he's, even though he wasn't starting at Ohio State, you think he's probably more talented than a lot of what you have on the depth chart. So it's going to be a fascinating competition uh, in the back end of Tennessee's defense, with these guys being added, especially turn time. Yeah, I want, I want to pick up on that thought, Brian. The, the, I think you just made a really good point there, but we're a little bit slightly overdue for a break here. So I want to pick back up on that when we come back. But before we do that, let's take a step away for just one second. Let's uh, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. all those fun things. And we'll be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad money! Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the GoVols 24-7 podcast. Brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. Talking about Tennessee football portal, portal. The Vols have gone back into the portal. Remember, that door swings both ways. And they have added Andre Turrentine. Uh, four years left to play, a defensive back from the Ohio State University, but before that, from the Ensworth School right there outside of Nashville or in Nashville. Ryan, is Ensworth actually in Nashville proper or just outside? It has a Nashville address. It's sort of on the outskirts of Nashville. kind of what bit, I thought. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of yeah, what I thought. Kind of what I thought, cons- yeah. Considered Nashville, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit out there. There you go. So we got plenty more to discuss about that. Before we do that, though, guys, just a, a couple of quick things. Uh, just one one quick set of requests that we will that we ask for. It's one request, um, but it's 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 got a couple of bullet points under it. So let's call it one A, one B, one C, all that. Please take about a minute or 90 seconds out of your day right now, if you could. Please go in and subscribe to this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. There is nothing wrong with that and no wrong way to consume this podcast. However, what helps us out the most is if you go in there on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find this very GoVoss 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. The only thing we ask is that you please rate review, please tell your friends, and please mash that subscribe button. It really helps us out a lot. It helps us add more wolves to the wolf pack as we've done since we started this thing years ago. So if you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. If not, go f*** yourself. That's that's the policy, and I know a lot of people don't love it, um, but none of those people so far are my bosses, which to me means that either they're not listening, which is, hey, that's fine, 
or uh, they have heard it and they don't mind, which is also fine. So either way, it's fine. Ryan, we got a lot more to talk about here with with Andre Turrentine, the Ensworth product now going from Ohio State to Tennessee. And you brought up something really interesting before the end of that first segment, and that was that he was not good enough yet to crack the two deep at Ohio State. And that should not that absolutely should not bother anyone regarding how quickly he might be able to help Tennessee. There are about four or five programs in the country right now. We all know who those programs are, and we all know that they have more talent, more depth, more quality than the rest of the country does right now. We know who they are. We know it's Alabama, Georgia. We know it's Ohio State. And I would say that even though they were bad last year, Clemson, generally speaking, probably is still on that level in terms of just pure talent. And they're also – still kind of cherry-picking on the recruiting trail. So there's about four-ish, five-ish programs that have what other people don't, and just because you can't start somewhere – I mean, Brandon Kennedy couldn't start at Alabama, came to Tennessee. He was a pretty pretty decent center there for a few years. It doesn't mean that you can't go in and, and be good somewhere else. Sometimes you just need opportunity, and this young man, he might be good enough to step in and help Tennessee right away. He might. And that's, that's, I'm really fascinated to see how this is going to play out. Uh, you know, Tennessee's got obviously a couple senior safeties who've played a lot of football for them. Trayvon flowers and Jalen McCullough that you would think are going to be, you know, fairly, fairly stable back there. But at the same time, Tennessee, I, I think we could safely say needs to continue to get more athletic at that position. Uh, they, they got torched in the music city bowl by, by Purdue and, this team needs to needs to find upgrades wherever it can. And right now I, you don't see a lot of new guys stepping into this lineup that might give it uh, the, the potential to really significantly improve this year uh, going into the 2022 season. So I, I think it's a, uh, I think that you're bringing in guys like this because you feel there is an opportunity for someone to, to play. And then let's not forget, they've already brought in Wesley Walker again, uh, who I think very well could end up at safety. We'll, we'll see, you know, nickel's a possibility too, but, I think one of the things that that brought him uh, to to Tennessee was that he he wasn't playing as much safety at Georgia Tech, and I think he maybe sees that as his long term position. So, you know, how does that play out when he gets to Tennessee? And does the, does one of those entrenched guys uh, in in this in the back end of Tennessee's secondary end up either moving to a different spot to play or becoming part of a rotation? Uh, you know, certainly we saw Tennessee rotate four linebackers last year. Do they now rotate more at safety, uh, having more options like this? That's one possibility. We've seen that before under previous staffs. You know, they didn't really have that option last year. I think now they could have that option at the very least. And, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. Maybe one of the one or both of these guys still could come in, uh, you know, and not and not beat out anybody for playing time. So it might end up just improving the depth, as we saw last year with Brandon Turnage and Kamal Haddon for most of the year. But I think it's a similar situation to, to Turnage in particular, uh, with Turrentine and that, like you said, he was at an established program and the fact that he couldn't play there didn't necessarily mean he couldn't play for you. And Turnage was pretty coveted in the transfer portal. Uh, I think Turrentine, you know, probably had several other options too, but I think settled pretty quickly on, on Tennessee as one of the first places he really looked once he entered the transfer portal and, uh, and, and sort of knew that was a good opportunity for him. So uh, maybe didn't get to find out exactly how many options he would have had, but I think knew he had several others. And so I think similar situation, a lot of programs would like to have him knowing that he was coming from a program like Ohio state, but it is a little bit of a wild card. Uh, at the same time, you get the benefit of having four seasons of eligibility left. So if you, if you 
get him and he works out and, and he plays right away, you could end up with a three-year starter here in Andre Turn time. We'll see how things play out, but uh, it's one of those additions that has a lot of upside, uh, but you just don't know exactly what what contributions you're going to get right away because he's been at a program where he couldn't play last year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big believer of, you know, sometimes you just kind of, even if it's not like the sharpest iron, even if you're not, even if you don't have maybe athletically what like a Bama or Georgia has, still if you put pretty good iron in there and you have iron sharpening that other iron, you can get a sharper iron out of that. That's still how that works. And so I like having, you know, options. I like having guys who are physically developed enough to push each other, smart enough to push each other. Because no matter where this kid plays on the back end, you could look at it because I, th- I think we feel like he's probably not going to be a corner. I don't want to assume that. I'm not the coach, but but I assume that if Ohio State didn't think he was a corner, maybe Tennessee doesn't either. So, you know, but but let's say for the sake of argument that he could be a corner. If he's a corner or if he's a, you know, a nickel, a money, or a safety, anywhere on the back end is a place that Tennessee would be like, yeah, we use another good body there. So no matter where he plays, he's a guy that you like to have. And if it ends up being safety, I, I, I will put this very – I I don't think there's a way to be – I don't want to sound rude is what I'm trying to say. But as I watched film and we all watched Tennessee play defense last year, those safeties are awesome kids. They are smart kids. They are good leaders. They are reliable in every way in the program. They just did not play very good football last year. Maybe they will play better next year. Maybe they'll be healthier. I, I don't know what. But just when you watch them on film, especially in space, they struggled a lot. And they weren't the only ones who did. And, and it stands out like a sore thumb when you're on the back end and, and you have some struggles, whereas other places it might not be so obvious for even an idiot like me to notice it. But I'm telling you, Ryan, if he ends up being a guy who athletically gives them something different in safety, they might have to be like, okay, you're going to get some reps because I, I don't know – they need to get better at safety no matter who plays there. I, I think so, too. And, and this will be fascinating because I, I think Willie Martinez does have a tendency to rely on veteran guys that he knows he can trust to be in the right spot at the right time to to not not make a bust that's going to result in six. Because at the safety position in particular, even the nickel spot, though, it's important to have guys that can do that. And we've seen players at Tennessee who frustrated fans at times, but who – who were reliable players who played under you know, both during Willie Martinez's first time at Tennessee and even under other former coaches. Cause I think it's a common thought among secondary coaches is you can't have a guy out there who doesn't know always where to be, or, or doesn't always make the right decision or, or react well or whatever. So that's a big part of this. You know, how, how, what will the trust level be by the time the season starts for a guy like Wesley Walker or Andre Turrentine compared to, uh, what they already have in Trayvon Flowers and Jalen McCullough. Also worth noting, Tennessee gave multiple guys some run at the nickel spot during spring practice, including Trayvon Flowers. So does that factor into this equation? Does that allow Tennessee to make room at the safety spot for one or, or both of these guys? That That's part of the part of the mix, I think, is that you have some guys who, who are sort of moving parts that, that can allow you to make room for the most talented combination that, that makes you uh, uh, the best team possible. So I think they do have some options here and, you know, people will look at this and I think be a little bit puzzled by Tennessee taking another safety or nickel type, especially when you could certainly argue corner is every bit as big of a need, but I, and there are other needs that Tennessee obviously could address linebacker, edge rusher, tackle, running back receiver, take your pick. They, they have so many needs that you could, you certainly justify not taking a second guy at that position to address one of those other spots. 
sometimes you just have to take what's there and go where the quality is. And I think that's, that's where Tennessee sort of is. They have so many needs. They can't address them all. I think you take the best players you can get that are going to help you the most. And I think the fact that Tennessee is taking Andre Turrentine uh, in this situation tells me that they feel like you do, that they still need to upgrade at those positions, whether he's a nickel, whether he's a safety, it just makes them a better team to have, have more options like this. And, to, to sort of let the pieces fall where they may. So it, it's, it's going to be an interesting battle during, during camp. And, uh, but no doubt it makes Tennessee better on the back end. And Hey, you're adding a, a former top 200 prospect just a year ago, who was the number four player in the, in the state, uh, in the, in the 24 seven sports composite, you're adding that to, to what, you know, you, you could certainly argue that was one of those misses that Tennessee shouldn't have had in state uh, over the past couple of years. Now you're sort of fixing that and you're plugging back in an in-state talent. Uh, you know, rarely do you look at that one year into a college career and say, no, we wouldn't take that guy. <laughs> so yeah. this is, a, to me, a pretty easy decision to take a guy like that who really upgrades your talent. Yeah, and I don't like you know, being critical of those Tennessee safeties. I mean, they're, they're, they're accountable to us when, the, when we speak to them. Everybody on the team loves them. The coaches love them. Um, but film doesn't lie. And there were times last year where they just – I don't know if they were carrying an injury and didn't talk about it much or uh, if they just sometimes didn't play very well. So, they, But they just didn't, and, and ten, at times they did not. At times they were fine. Uh, but Tennessee secondary last season, as up and down as it was, Theo Jackson, for the better part of the season, played sort of out of his mind. And Alante Taylor, for the most part, was really, really good at corner. And those two guys are gone. And your secondary was a little bit erratic, even with those guys doing what I think was a pretty good to above average to sometimes really good job. So they have to get better there, and they have to get better in a hurry. And almost all of their corners missed all of spring or most of it with injuries. And, in fact, they had to move Christian Charles to corner, and maybe he ends up being a guy who can help them there. I, I don't know. He certainly athletically is a guy who maybe could do it. But when you look at Turrentine, he looks to me like more of a kid who's – uh, maybe a little bit quicker than he is fast, maybe more instinctual, you know, than he is like just outright a burner. Uh, and But he just looks to me like a guy who is maybe a better fit for, for nickel or for safety. But then again, I mean, Ryan, we look at just about every offensive lineman and go, yeah, he'd probably be better as a guard than a tackle. So, I mean, some guys got, just have to play corner, right? And it's hard to find elite ones or really, really good ones. So, Maybe he does get a shot there, but to me, he looks like a guy who fits in more one line behind that. Yeah, I, I think nickel or, or safety for sure. I think that's what Tennessee's talked with them about so far. And, and, and yeah, the, you know, the, hey, there's still a need at corner. So maybe Tennessee still ends up finding a corner that, can, that it can add. Uh, remember, the, the deadline to enter the transfer portal is May 1st. So we're going to find out here pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh, what, what options are out there for Tennessee and, and how, how quickly they can, they can add some help. But they, uh, the, you know, running out of time and, and you don't want to, you certainly aren't panicking, but I, I think you just, you, you got to take what's available. And in this case, uh, it, again, you're, you're fixing, you're upgrading your talent at a position that still is far from perfect, uh, both depth wise and talent wise. So, yeah, I think, I think safety or nickel is where he fits in. I, I think you, you touched on it there quicker than, than pure speed, I would say is, is, is uh, maybe what the, the greatest strength for, for Turrentine is and, just one of those guys that I would say, and I saw him multiple times in high school, just a good football player. Just one of those guys that you want on your team because no matter what his 40 time would be, no matter what else he does, he he just has the instincts, the tackling ability. He has it all. And, and at the same time, I still think he upgrades Tennessee's athleticism. I don't think he's 
just a marginal athlete by any means. I just don't think he, I don't know that he's a four, four kind of guy, you know, I don't know what he would run in the 40, but it's, it's probably a touch below that. So he, he's, he's fast enough, certainly, but not a burner, but at the same time plays football fast. He's a fast player. And to me, game speed matters way more to me in most cases than 40 times do. And this is a guy who plays fast and he tackles well. He played corner in high school and I always thought he was a really good tackling corner. Um, so he's, he's not afraid to be physical. He, he, he was listed at 5'11", 195 pounds. So that was the, a little bit the knock on him coming out of high school. Even though he was a four-star, he wasn't a six-foot corner, and you weren't sure he had the speed to stick at corner, but he was rated a corner for most of his high school career, and, and you just figured he would have to get somewhere and figure out where he fit in best in the secondary. So not surprising he's ended up at safety at Ohio State. Not surprising that's where Tennessee probably envisions him playing. But wherever he is, I think he's going to give you a good football player and someone with, uh, again, improved athleticism over, over some of the guys on Tennessee's roster and uh, a guy that has a, still a lot of upside because he's just one year into his college career. And I don't think Tennessee is in a position to where yet – and Tennessee has been going in a much better, much, much better uh, clip these days in a much better direction, much better trend. But still, Tennessee is not in a position to say, no, nah, we don't want you pretty good football player. You know, we don't want you maybe, you know, really good football player. That, that they, they're not in a position to say no to that right now. Even if there might be some other positions where the need might be a tiny bit higher, you could argue, you take what is available to you. And this is what is available to you. And it's an in-state guy. And if you're trying to build that culture from inside the state, adding more in-state guys helps. Because now you got another guy who goes in and he'll tell recruits, listen, man, I went to Ohio State first. And it was, you know, it was fun. It was nice. But this is home, man. I, I, I came back home. You know, you, you can go ahead and just go home from the beginning. And, and I think maybe there's something like that. That I think there's power in those kinds of guys who can who can maybe make those sorts of arguments. So we'll see. You got anything else, Ryan? Yeah, I just wanted to point out, we, we mentioned Wesley Walker, but when you throw in a couple of walk-on transfers, Jackson Hanna at mm-hmm. linebacker and Charlie Browder at tight end, this is the fourth in-state guy, interestingly enough, who has transferred back home to the state of Tennessee to play for the Vols this year. So – that's kind of an interesting subplot to me among these transfer additions since he's had this offseason. Is it not not every situation is it going to play out that way? But the fact that they've had a handful of guys who left this state before coming back home now to to play, uh, it certainly adds to to the uh, it, it's showing it's not just lip service that Tennessee is trying to trying to improve things in state and trying to to get as much Tennessee talent to to build this thing back. And I, th- I think that's a good thing. I think, like you said, there are multiple benefits to that. And in this case, just like with Wesley Walker, you're just adding a good football player who I think is going to help your team, no doubt. And that is probably a good place to leave it, Ryan. You got anything else? No, that's it. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Wes. And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, Go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job 
all year covering all things that evolves for us all the time. We got two forums that run around the clock 24 7, as the name suggests. We got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss. Anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists. We've got somebody there. We got people up at different hours of the day. We got all kinds, any time of day, anytime you go there, you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics, talking SEC stuff, talking pro sports, talking life, advice with kids, what to get spouses for their for anniversaries, uh, lawn maintenance. Oh, just you never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that seven-day that seven free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get GoVols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that for free in perpetuity. You also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done commercial free. Tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount Plus. You got new movies. You got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids. All of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, right there, something for the entire family, and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports, uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour, you get everything on there, and we you get all of that, and our site, all of it, for just about a hundred bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.